Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Good morning, Glenn. How you doing? Hey, Mikey. Good morning. So we just walked into the coffee shop, and Glenn has a pad of paper in front of him, and he just put a big, <laughs> with a Sharpie, just put a big question mark. Well, it's, it's funny. I mean, that, yeah, we we are trying. I mean, we don't script these things. I mean, we have an idea of what we're going to talk about, but, you know, it's just two guys in a coffee shop just kind of, you know, we're, we're bringing folks in to overhear our uh, coffees and you know mikey was funny last session uh he he you know was was seeking some words you yeah. know and and, had, and he's like hey we we need to edit that out i'm like no way man we're not editing anything he, he just left my silence just dangling out there and like i for, loved it and and it, once it's on the internet it never goes away that silence That's, will be it'll be like uh oh i'm really dating myself now it'll be the nixon three seconds of tape that that didn't play no, no, one, no one knows who nixon is mike <laughs> that's funny that's funny so no we're not editing you know, it's just a real conversation in the corner of a coffee shop, our favorite table. Yeah. And, um, man, we're just playing around with it, you know, yeah. sharing our experience, strength, and hope with each other. That's right. You know, we did, um, <clears throat> if you look at the library, we did the 12, so we walked through the 12 steps, which I thought were really beneficial. I'd highly recommend anybody go back and listen to those that are new, especially new to the program of 12-step recovery. But, uh you know, now we're now we're kind of freewheeling a little bit. And uh, Glenn, I called this coffee because I want to talk about, and and I get, and you said, well, what are we talking about? And I said, you'll get it. And well, if said, I could jump in with more yeah, detail, so ahead. so again, and we shared this in a prior episode, but you know, Mikey was one of those note takers, right? Oh yeah. You know, and I always see folks come into the meeting with their notebooks, and they take all the notes, and two weeks later, you never see him again. So Mikey was like the, the first one that really stuck around after taking all his notes. So that's kind of the genesis of these coffees is he's got this notebook with like 700 and some like key pieces of meat that he pulled out of meetings. And I'm like, hey, let's talk, let's, let's, you know, and, and we've talked about him for, for a long time in coffees. And he's like, let's just, you know, invite people in to listen to us. Right. So we've we normally have you know at least an idea of what we're going to talk about so so with this you know on on our production notes my wife says hey you guys she saw all our plans and she goes oh my gosh that's really detailed and she goes i thought you guys just like got around and started talking i'm like nah there's actually you know a little bit of planning guardrails yeah guardrails so so on on the list it, you know the uh, topic for today is get it and i'm like dude what is get it what are we talking about he goes you'll get it you'll get it you know, when, uh, and it's funny you bring that up about the notebook. So I go into, uh, again, I'm an, a product of rehab, and uh, I fought it. As a matter of fact, on the way there, I told my wife, I said, maybe we overshot this whole rehab <laughs> Dude, thing. Dude, I, you know? I almost spit my coffee out on that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> maybe we overshot it. You know, I could do this outpatient. I could do it at the 7-Eleven down the block. I don't need to go into rehab. That's like having a broken leg and your bones sticking out sticking of your skin out. and saying, maybe I just need a Band-Aid. I'll, I'll, go to, I'll, go to the, I'll go to the dentist. He'll take care of maybe that. Maybe I'll just get a Band-Aid. Yeah, right. But uh, I did walk into rehab, and uh, my wife did give me a spiral notebook. And um, I, I don't know what happened to me, but... You know, I was in such a point of, of uh, despair, darkness, and uh, 
and I was willing to go to any length to try and get myself out of where I was and get better. And um, I just started writing down everything that was happening in front of me. And that that um, newfound discipline carried me out of rehab and into the rooms. And uh, and when I sit down and have coffee with somebody, I make it a make it a point to have a piece of paper and a pen because the value that I can bring out of working with another the value that comes out of working with another alcoholic, whether they have more sobriety than me than less sobriety than me, uh, is is just, it's immense. It, it, because they've got an experience and every single time I can pick up something that they said that I can relate to. And then I open my mouth and they their body language changes and they say, I can relate to that. You know, maybe not everything, not I'm not everybody's flavor, but I'm some people's flavor. You're my flavor, Mikey. <laughs> so, so, so get it, man. What yeah. are we? What are we getting? So, I, I, I think first of all is is the fact that you never, I never get it. I, I don't, I don't ever get it. I, there's no graduation in this program, mm. um, and so I never, I never attained. You know, I was a cross distance runner in high school before I found weed, and um, <laughs> yeah, you can't like. Weed is such a passive drug, you know. It's like it's like you're running, your adrenaline's going, and then you got weed in you, and you're like, "Oh, dude, maybe I'll just stop and have a Twinkie." Um, dude, so so my career ended ended abruptly. But uh, but I was a cross cross country runner and and long distance runner, and and you could always find that extra surge for the finish line, right? Your adrenaline pumped up for the to surge over that finish line, and. Um, I guess I guess what I what I've realized what I get now is that I'll never get it. I'll never attain. This is this is a, a a daily reprieve of a disease that I'll have for the rest of my life, and and I think it was a a turning point for me to understand that, and and I kind of wanted to talk about it with you today, Glenn, because because when I came into the program, the word forever or ever. Uh, scared the snot out of me, and um, all, all I, I couldn't imagine life without alcohol and drugs. I just couldn't imagine it because I it was so it was so connected to every memory that I had since from the age of thirteen, and so I, I, I kind of wanted to tap into your experience. I got my pen, I got my paper, and I guess I want to talk about at what point. At what point do you start? They say live in 24 hours, right? They say take it 24 hours at a time. At what point do you look to the day after tomorrow? So now I'm understanding what get it means. Um, great topic. So, you know, and I've shared this before, you know, my, my first experience with that was in my first rehab, 2003. And, you know, I'm with my temporary sponsor and I'm tapping my watch. I'm like, dude, let's get through these 12 steps. So I got to get back to work. Right. And, and, and his response, you know, after he shook his head and, you know, in disbelief, um, you know, it, it was, it was through that, at that moment I was taught, it still took me years to experience it, but I was taught that this is a journey, not a destination. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can remember he even saying, he goes, Hey, at the end of your rehab, they're going to give you a graduation certificate, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I can remember, I mean, a lot of people needed that for court. I get it. You know, I applaud that or whatnot. But I can remember going up at graduation and, and taking that 
certificate and ripping it up and throwing it away in front of everybody, mm-hmm. you know? And and to for me, that was, hey, this is not a graduation because at that point, I had a couple more weeks of learnings and I realized, hey, this is a lifelong, you know, thing. I'm, I'm just not going to go through this and, and get reset, learn how to drink socially again and go back and drink great. You know, I... I learned through the rest of rehab that this is going to be a lifelong, you know, journey, not a graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and 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 so that was that was probably one key point. You know, and I I keep learning that I you know I'm okay today saying I'm never going to drink again. Mm-hmm. I get that, but it took me. I mean, you know, I got a number of years sober today, but it took me several years to really get my hands around that. And even my head trash today says, well, Glenn, maybe when you retire. Mm-hmm. Maybe when you retire, you can have that, you know, beer on the boat. Just take sure. one beer, right. right? That's the head trash. That's nuts, right? But another example of when I really got this, right? So we we use a phrase one day at a time, and and hey, does that mean that you don't have plans for tomorrow or next week? No, it doesn't. You know, I'm d- doing a trip and you know, coming up here in a couple of weeks. It doesn't mean you don't plan. It's that you focus and you put all your focus and priority on today, right? Mm-hmm. But I talked to a guy, and this is several years ago. I talked, but this really clicked for me. I, you know, I talked to a guy who was in the room and he was relatively new and he said, hey, you know, I just, this this whole, and I was talking to him after the meeting. He goes, this whole not drink forever. He goes, I, I that's just, I don't think I can, I don't think I can sign up for that. Right. I'm like, well, you don't have to sign up for that. Just sign up, just don't drink today. He goes, yeah, I mean, but all I can think about is my daughter's wedding. What am I going to do at my daughter's wedding? My daughter's wedding, I'm going to have to toast. What am I going to toast with? My daughter's wedding. You know, I, I, I just, so I said, dude, I get it, man. I said, when's your daughter's wedding? He goes, well, she's three. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just like, you know, and, and, and yet, you know, I mean, I was like, this is idiotic. And it was a good learning lesson for me. But for him, I saw the anguish, right? I saw him processing and I'm just like, you know, so, so that's the, the forever mm-hmm. versus one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for, for us, because I, I know your story and, and many people's story, you know, it doesn't, doesn't happen overnight, right? So that's what it, it helps us to focus on today and to say, hey, for today, I'm not drinking. Tomorrow, I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. But for me, this not drinking thing is working pretty well. I'm not, you know, shitting myself. You know, I'm not, you know, people aren't leaving me today because I'm sober. You know, I, I know what's going on today. I'm productive today. I have purpose today. Let me just live this for today. All right, great. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball. All right. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's an action program. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I when, when I came in, I, I was looking for a magic pill. <clears throat> I was looking for, so this is the second meaning of get it, right? I was looking for a magic pill. I was looking for uh, literally a, a pill that I could take that would stop me from drinking, that would change my, change my life in that, in that element of my life. And what I came to realize in the program is that you have to go get it. 
you, you have to work the program. I love in, in, in the back of at several meetings I go to, we read the what they call the promises at the end of the meeting, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But uh, but the after they go through the promises, they it, it says they will always materialize if we work for them. So we have to really go get this program. Uh, for me, I, I look at it like an accelerator, a gas pedal. And, and I'll just tell you, my experience has been to keep my foot uh, not idling, but press down on that, that throttle or that accelerator. Uh, I need to continually work this program aggressively for it to work for me. Uh, I find that when I, my foot comes off that pedal a little bit and I start idling, if you will, or going towards idle, that I can feel the changes inside me. How important is it? And, and what do you do, I guess, to work this program every day to, to, your, to your level of comfort, knowing that you're getting it, you're going after it? Yeah, so it's funny that you use the word magic pill, um, because that was my program for 10 years. You know, I was looking for the magic pill. Um, I was looking for a quick solution. I wanted it. I wanted sobriety, and, and I wanted everything back. I wanted all, you know, all the promises to come true today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it took me a while to understand those words, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And then I realized very aware that I'm on the slow train, mm-hmm. right? But I wanted the magic pill and, and there actually is a magic pill out there, uh, that I took for a year. You know, I know some people don't like that and I'm like too bad, um, because it worked for me and, and that's an abuse. Mm-hmm. So an abuse was my magic pill. Uh, and abuse for those that don't know it's a pill that you take it stays in your system for two weeks and if you take a sip of alcohol or several sips of alcohol for me my throat would close up I get all red start flushing get sick and, and it's a pretty um, pretty intense pill I mean there's people that have died you know mm-hmm. from taking an abuse and drinking on an abuse um, of course I tested it and yeah I got really sick so um I took an abuse for one year and I used that as, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a, a safety net, you know, and, and, and it helped me identify, and I mentioned this before, it helped me identify my fuck it moments, you know, the, the, the point in time where I wanted to escape and I would normally drink to escape. But now because I was on that and you take it every day and it stays for two weeks, so it's not like an instant relapse. If you want to relapse, mm-hmm. you have to consciously not take that pill for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So it is a conscious two-week relapse in motion before you even take that drink, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so I took that because I was so scared and taking that, that other drink, but it, it, it helped me identify the reasons for drinking, and then it gave me time for my program to kick in, mm-hmm. you know, it, for, for my... To, to be able to start learning differently, to be able to start, quote unquote, suffering better, right? To be able to sit in my shit, <clears throat> all those fun terms. Um, you know, so that was my magic pill for mm-hmm. a while. But even before that, you know, I wanted to be, I took so much medication and I went to so many doctors. And I mean, at one point, you know, I had so many diagnoses from, you name it, you know, even the S word, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe the guy's schizophrenic, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, personality disorders, bipolar, manic, you know, hypomania, uh, you know, depression. I mean, you you name it. If there's a mental disease, I was diagnosed. 
but but there's doctors, you know, and 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 I got pissed off at him because I had so much hope when I went to the doctor. I, I was looking for the magic pill, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. And they certainly tried. And I was on ten different meds. I was a I was a chemistry experiment, and I mean it was so messed up. And and all one of them had to say was, "Go to AA and work the program of AA." Because mm-hmm. it's funny when I'm sober, mm-hmm. you know, every one of those diagnoses have gone away, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, here's professionals that are telling me all this stuff just because they, for whatever reason, right? Mm-hmm. Ego, whatever. So I was always looking for a magic pill. I was looking for that book to read. Mm-hmm. That would solve it, you know, and then just get back to life. Um, you know, so abuse was kind of a magic pill as I learned the real magic pill, mm. which is not a pill. It's the program of, it's a 12-step program. Mm-hmm. Great. All right, here's my, la- here's my last segue. Forget it. So who do you get it with, right? So you, you mentioned your therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist, right? These authors, these PhDs. Right, and and uh, when I went into rehab, there was uh, I had young people fresh out of college trying to tell me about my problem, and uh, I'm sure they were being paid a lot of money, and I'm sure they were highly educated, and I took notes. But I'll tell you, my pen really got miles on it when I sat across the table from somebody who's been through life and who really understood me, and and so so the last get it is you know who do you get it with, and how important is it. Uh, to keep plugged in to people who understand you uh, and who are understood by you. So, so a couple things. One is, you know, I'll, I'll go back to something you asked before. Sobriety is my number one goal in life. I mean, that is on January 6th, the AA thought for the day, and you can Google that, um, it's sobriety is the most important thing for me. That is, when I wake up in the morning, what am I going to do today to be sober? I mean, because I, I lose everything if I take that first drink. Mm-hmm. I have a defense against that first drink. I do not have a defense against that second drink. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, that's super important. So who do I get it with? Um, yeah, I stopped going to all those doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, amen. Um, I stopped taking all the meds. And, uh, you know, I, I go get it with the people in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned how to live the 12-step program from the people in the room. Um, you know, and I continue to learn how to live life. And, 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 and an example of that is when I go through situations because of how people openly share in the rooms, in the meetings, you know, their successes, their failures, I learn from them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I hear voices. From those people that I go get it with. In a good way. In a good way, right? And, uh, you know, there, there's a guy who has shared, you know, I have uh, two great step stepchildren, uh, but that's a different dynamic, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you just don't step into that and, and, and become a pro. That's unrealistic expectations. But this guy, you know, his stepkids are about six years ahead of mine or eight years ahead of mine. And for years, I heard him share his stories about his stepkids. And when I'm going through those same situations, you know, I can't change my step stepchildren. I can change my reactions to them. I can't change my daughters. I can change my reaction to them. So when I'm actually going through those situations, I actually hear his voice, mm-hmm. you know, share those tidbits of things that he went through, um, you know, and, and I hear other people's voices of people in the room that I am getting it with, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I have 30 
plus, you know, guys' phone numbers in my phone, you know, who I go through life with, you know, mm -hmm. I go through sober life with. And it's funny, I, most of my life, I mean, yeah, I have a business and I'm focused on business and not a lot of business people know my story. Um, but the, everybody else in my life, most of them are sober. Mm -hmm. I, I'd say at least nine, I, I have built a world around sobriety and sober people. And, you know, as, you know, as we, you know, eventually talk about the first wheel, um, I'm very careful who's in those cars with me, sure. you know, who's riding the first wheel with me, you know. Mm -hmm. And people that get it are uh, have priority. So get it right for 24 hours. Go after it. Get it. Get it for all it's worth, and get it with the right people. Did you get it, man? You know what? When we started, I didn't get it, but man, I really get it now. All right. Well, let's get nice back. Work, let's man. get back here next week. Have a great nice one. Work, let's go man. get it. Love having coffee with you. Thanks, all right, brother. Thanks, Glenn. See you, man. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. Stay safe in the city of Chicago.